Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined, as always, by the official second banana of the show. It's the host of the Jiminy James Gaming Show. It's Evan Munro-Smith. Welcome, Evan. Hey, it's good to be here. It is good to be back. Are you enjoying doing these recaps? Yeah. I'm enjoying the show more the second time around. I'm enjoying it just as much, but I'm watching it as if... Uh, I'm seeing it for the first time. There's little bits and pieces that where I'm like, oh, no, I know this bit's coming up. It's going to make me feel <laughs> sad or happy uh, or whatever. So, they don't quite have as big of an impact. But um, I had completely forgotten pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, perfect. Because I watched um, in my initial watch, I, I think I got it to episode four. And I guess it just didn't quite, you know, hook me enough. Um but I, I have had vague recollections of like, oh, there's an action scene here. I remember this. Yeah. Um, but certainly nothing about characters or plot beats. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a good time watching it again. Oh, that's good. Um, and, yeah, well, I guess we haven't even mentioned what the show is we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> The Umbrella Academy, a Netflix show based on the comic books of Jared Way. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes. The guy um, from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. And you were just saying before that, that every time his name comes up, that throws you a bit. I just don't associate him with anything other than Black emo parades. music, I guess. Yeah, Black yeah. Parades. Uh, so, this week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 3, which is called Extraordinary. And um, I've got a plot synopsis here from uh, UmbrellaAcademy.Fandom.com. Fandom been, is great. We've been trying a few out uh, the first few episodes, but I think this might be the one. This really just <laughs> goes through it pretty emotionless and uh, just says this <laughs> as, happens as will and this happens and we'll bring the emotion. Oh, okay. okay. We, <laughs> we don't need the emotion pre-written. We've got emotion coming out of our ears. Mm, is that All what right. that is? Oh, that's uh, some sort of is it pus. Pus formed emotions. Mm. Mm. That's gross. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the episode is called Extraordinary, initially airing on February the 15th, 2019. Uh-huh. And the plot goes like this. Do you want to just get straight in? Yeah, let's do it. So five years ago, Vanya. Or do we need to recap at all? Uh, so there's the, the superhero family. Uh, an eccentric, I call him an eccentric <laughs> billionaire called uh, Mr. Hargraves. He uh, he sort of buys seven children who were born out of nowhere and they all turn out to be superhero magic type people. And he's yep. numbered them one to seven, one being Luther, the muscle man. Oh, let me test you, Evan, because I was about to not remember the next one. Oh, okay. Who's number two? What does he do? Number one's a muscle man called Luther. 
Uh, yeah, cool. Okay. Is number two Diego? Number two is Diego, yes. Okay. And he's a, uh, a, a vigilante who's good with knives. I'm not exactly sure what his power I, is. He's agile. I think that's his power. Like, he throws a knife and it can uh, go around corners. It can- Oh, right. Okay. No matter where they are, his knives will find the target. I think that's his yeah, power. Yeah, right. And Have we seen that or fighter. has that just kind of been alluded to so far? I think I think we've seen it, or maybe you were just like, "Wow, he's very good at throwing knives," but well, they yeah, really <laughs> do go around corners and swerve in ways they shouldn't. Right? Okay. And he's I guess super they haven't precise. they haven't done the overt sort of slow motion sequence of a, a blade turning a corner. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I think they've been pretty close to that. But oh, okay. <laughs> I just haven't noticed. So, who's number three? Oh uh, yeah, I've, that's. What I know I who they all are, but I'm not sure what the what their numbers are. I'm pretty sure number four is Klaus, who can okay. see dead people. Yeah, is it Allison? Then is number four. Alice might be number three, and she. Oh, sorry, yeah, three. Has heard a rumor. Yes, so her power is, um, yeah, is is that she can sort of whisper to people and and make them do things. Yes. Cool. Uh, so she, if she says, "I heard a rumor," and then whatever she says next, that is what they'll do. It's basically she casts a spell on you. Yeah, what a strange power! And I wonder how long it took them to work out that that was her power, and that's how it worked. And she, she is number three. Okay, great. Alison Hargroves, aka the Rumor. Oh, they've all got a second name. So Luther is number one, aka Space Boy. You mean third names. Now we've got numbers. Yes, third names. They've got a number and then a first name and then a second name. Number two is Diego, a.k.a. the Kraken. Allison is number three, a.k.a. the Rumor. Then number four is Klaus, the Seance, who can see dead people. He's mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osman, all grown up. <laughs> yep. Uh, then you got number five, we, who we know. He's just the boy. And he's just called five, yep. And he's called five. And he, he, he can teleport and travel through time. Yes. And he's also, I, I guess he's super smart. I don't know if that's it's a, a, a super skill that he has or if he's just a smart aleck, you know. And he's been alive for a long time. He's been alive for longer than yeah. a, in the series. So maybe that's part of it because he he went into the future and he's he reckons he's about 48, I think. Yeah, I think that's When right. the rest of them are late 20s. Then number six is uh, the dead guy, Ben. Mm-hmm. He's known as the horror, and he sort of has an octopus monster that comes out of his stomach, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so I think all we've seen of that is in the first episode in a flashback at the bank robbery. That's all I've seen. Yeah. Um, and you just see it through frosted glass. You see the shape of a, an octopus just sort of wreaking havoc and killing lots of people. Bad guys, uh, obviously. Yeah, and then finally is number seven, Vanya, a.k.a. the white violin. Yep. And she is... Ordinary, and I guess that's what this episode is titled, Extraordinary, because that is what she is. She's just Vanya. Yeah. Uh, and so and it this- starts with her. Um, it starts with her uh, writing her controversial book that's sort of been mentioned in the last couple of episodes um, on her little typewriter. That's and we right. we see like a, a montage of, um, of her family... Reading the book, including her dad, Sir Reggie, um, the, the and we see how they the, see them reading it and um, and reacting to it. And obviously, they're none of them are particularly pleased with what yes. she's written in there about about the, her family and her childhood. And this is all, this is five years ago. It says in, in the flashback sequence. To oh, okay. See, I often miss thing. those these little text things on because right. <laughs> I'll be looking at something else or I'll be writing something down, and then I'll miss that. Oh, this is in the past. I mean, I gathered that that was in the past because. The book's been referred to before, and it, and Sir Reggie was alive. And um, we kind of see how they all react in different ways. So, uh, you've got Luther, number one, reads it while he's exercising. He's sort of a, he's because he's the um, muscle man, gym junkie guy. Yep. Then Alison, the rumor, she's reads it while having her makeup applied because she's a movie star, which we didn't mention. She's the rumor <laughs> and also a movie star, number yep. three. Then Diego, number two uses the photo of Vanya uh, on his punching bag to, and he just uses it to punch. Then yep. uh, you've got Klaus. He's reading it in a group therapy session with uh, his dead brother, Ben, there looking over his shoulder. Hmm. 
And then, yeah, you see Sir Reginald um, holding the copy. Do you think he's reading it? He's sort of, he's read the inscription. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know. I assumed that he'd read it. But... Yeah, right. I was assuming he hadn't read it. He just picked it up and put it on the bookshelf to gather dust, mm. but maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then we see uh, she's doing a book tour and no one's really turning up and the books are discounted for 50% off all of a sudden. Uh, so I think we're meant to feel like the book wasn't super successful or at least people got over it pretty quickly. Uh, then we jump to the present and Vanya is running late to her orchestra rehearsal. She plays the violin. She arrives at the rehearsal and it's already begun and she tries to take a seat and prepare, making a bit of noise. Uh, and she starts apologising for her lateness, and then the conductor comments that he didn't even notice that <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. brutal. Really hammering home how she's just an average, pretty good violinist in an orchestra. Yeah. Doesn't that say average Joe to you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she. it seemed in the previous episode anyway that um, she seemed quite good at violin. Yeah, the start but, of the first yeah. episode, she was hammering out Phantom of the Opera on the violin. Yeah, I thought maybe that was her superpower, but apparently she's not. She's just pretty good. Yeah, um, which seems really to, great um, to us. Yeah, People obviously. are even less good at violin. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so the, she... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you go on. I was just going to keep on going on with the uh, the thing, or have you got... Have you got more no, to say? No, I was going to go on to- I'm I was listening. <laughs> no, you go on with the thing. I'm sure it's more eloquent than I am. Uh, at the academy, which is sort of their, where they grew up, it doubled as their school and their training ground and the eccentric billionaire Hargraves' mansion. Yep. Back at the academy, Allison, the rumour, number three, uh, shows Luther, number one. I'm gonna, should I stop doing the numbers? People know by now, right? Yeah, the numbers don't mean much to me. Okay, great. So, Alison shows Luther the surveillance tape that appears to show Grace, their mum, who's a robot, being <laughs> responsible for Sir Reginald's death. Yeah, so this was the cliffhanger on last week's episode. Because they yes. said, Alison said, Luther, you have to see this. You are right about someone having, having murdered Sir oh, Reggie. that's right. Um, yeah, of course. And so, now we actually see what it is. And, and yeah, it looks like... Um, uh, well, I guess they sort of explain a bit more what's going on later, but it's as you can see, uh, their mother Grace um, b- bringing tea to to Sir Reggie. Yes, and then he collapses, and then Grace, the, who they rarely call Grace, every, all the kids call her mum. Yep. Um, wonder how Sir Reginald got his knighthood. Hmm. Um. I mean, they do mention he's like a, an Olympic gold medalist. At oh one yeah, as well. that's right. And he's a billionaire inventor. He's like, yeah, he's a pretty, apparently a pretty amazing guy. <laughs> but anyway, he looks like he's been killed by his robot wife. Yep. As, uh, or the as robot happens. mother of his uh, paid for children. And you're still maintaining that he's not eccentric? No, right. Look, he's, uh, no, he, he certainly is. Um, he just doesn't appear to be eccentric. I <laughs> uh, forget. He doesn't outside. have a funny hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, confused by what they're seeing, uh, this is Luther and Allison. They yep. decide to confront Grace, their mum, the robot. They question yep. her in the kitchen, but she deflects their answers, telling them that she does not recall some of the events from the night Sir Reginald died. It's interesting because they, I mean, they spell it out that she's sort of either blocked them out or she's lying because they ask her about the day and she gives the weather the time of the sunrise and all these very specific details. And they say, no, yeah. later when uh, when Sir Reginald died, she's like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And then she just makes these perfect looking eggs. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could make eggs like that. mouth. Beautiful eggs. What a great mum robot. Yeah. She'd be good to have around. They ask Grace, Alison and Luther, if she was ever angry uh, with their father. And she tells them that he was a kind man who was very good to her. Even though we've kind of gleaned by now that he he wasn't good to her at all. Yeah, no. I think they say they say later that he, he treated her the worst of everybody. Yeah. Didn't even give her a bedroom. Yeah. Which I don't know what that what like 
Yeah, I don't know how where she slept, but I guess she's a robot as well, so that makes. Well, I think some is it sense. the first or the second episode where we see her sort of sitting at the paintings and she sort of plugs into charge. Oh, I think right. I think that's just where she spent the night. That's what was my assumption. Yeah, right. So I guess she doesn't really need a bedroom, but yeah, well, that's that's the thing. They, nice they're gesture. offended by that, but I mean that's just their misunderstanding of of what an android needs. Yeah, it's a small house. <laughs> where are you going to find a small mansion? <laughs> Set aside a whole room for a robot that can't appreciate it. Yeah, what a waste. Just give her a chair. Just give her so a chair the kids and feel good. Give her some paintings to look at. She'll be fine. Uh, now we go to Diego, the knife-wielding uh, number two, and he yep. runs into Detective Patch, who we already yes. found out that they, were, they used to date. And yeah, I think there's a bit of history there. And now she just finds him to get in her way a bit. He's the vigilante. She's a legit cop trying to do a job. God damn it. Um, yeah. Get out of my way. And then but he's like, both, um... stop. Oh, go fill out another form, you pencil pusher. I'm going to go actually <laughs> catch the bad guys. She's like, this is how I get results. None of what you're doing is going to stand up in a court of law. So they yeah. had that sort of fight. Um, but they are both uh, on the same case, basically. They're both trying to... Uh, track down Hazel and Cha-Cha, these assassins. They're trying to work out what's going on there. Who they only really know as uh, bad guys with metal kids' masks. Yeah. With, a dog yeah. and a cat or something. Yeah. It's like the masked singer. Yeah. The masked Cut. gunman. Yeah. So, Diego uh, runs into Detective Patch at the department store set crime scene, which uh, the last episode finished with a big shootout there between number five and... Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yeah. Uh, uh, she tells him that the bullet casings match another murder at Ishmael's Towing, or Towing, where Patch found the driver. <laughs> oh, Ishmael's Towing. That's just a company. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the name of a, that was like a some sort of a town on the outskirts. <laughs> right. That's um, why I no, pronounce Towing so strangely. This is, <laughs> this is the tow truck driver's <laughs> workshop or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes way more sense. I watched this a couple of hours ago. <laughs> uh, so, the bullet casings match another murder at Ishmael's Towing, where Patch found the driver who was at Gritty's Donuts, dead after being t- tortured. This Gritty's Donuts seems to be like a, a scene that they keep returning to. Yeah, because why not? Because donuts are great. What a massive donut shop. That's like a full restaurant sized venue. Yeah. Just it is for kind donuts. of like it is kind of like a diner, except it is just a donut shop. Yeah. I don't think that's a great business plan. Who's going in to just eat a meal of donuts? A city. It is meal. usually empty as well, isn't it? Yeah. Also it was shot up and now it's fixed. Oh, that's good. I mean I guess that happens, but I guess they had good insurance. Yeah. Go Agnes. Agnes is the donut lady. Is that right? Yes, that's great. correct. <laughs> yeah, I like her. I remember liking her first time around as well. Yeah, every time I see her, I'm like, oh, she's going to die. Oh, really? No. Well, no I don't know. That. It's just that I just It just keep... feels like that. They're making us yeah. like her. <laughs> oh, I yeah. haven't even considered that. Damn it. All right. Um, I'm just I'm scared for her every time I see her. Yeah, she um, does seem vulnerable because, I mean, we're going to talk about that uh, in the next one probably, but she, her friendship grows with. Hazel. Yeah. Or Cha-Cha. I forget which one's which. Hazel, yes. Hazel. Uh, so, uh, Patch, the detective, tells uh, Luth- uh, sorry, Diego that witnesses saw two people fleeing the scene in kids' masks, which is Hazel and Cha-Cha, and wonders why there is a spate of violence across the city with three major crime scenes in 24 hours. Back to Vanya. After rehearsal... Uh, Vanya compliments Helen, the violin first chair, which is like the boss of the violins in the orchestra, it seems. And uh, so they rank them. Isn't that brutal? In an orchestra, they're like, "Mm, you're the best violinist. You're the second best. You're the least good. (laughs) Well, no, I think you just, there is a hierarchy there in an orchestra. Seems unnecessarily mean. Why can't you just be like, hey, you three are really good violinists. Welcome to the orchestra. Well, look, Let's I play think some Helen, music. Let's have a Helen, bit of fun. <laughs> Helen is a more experienced violinist, and so she's a, a, a higher chair than than Vanya. Yeah, it seems like high school bullshit to me. And she's also she's better. So um, so Vanya compliments her, 
um, on her skill. Uh, yes. But then um, Helen, Helen before was sort of off put by Vanya arriving late anyway. So there's a bit of like weirdness between them anyway. But she's pretty brutal. She she um, she's like, how many years have you been stuck at third chair uh, to Vanya? Um, because because uh, Vanya says she's been struggling with the um, the piece that they've been playing, um, and uh, and Helen says at a certain point it's not about practice; it's about whether you whether you have something special, and maybe you just don't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Pretty brutal scene. Yeah, man. She basically said, maybe it's time to stop being a kid and find something yeah. you're actually passionate about. I don't think that was a weird leap. Like, you're, you're not as good as me, so you're not passionate about it. She yeah. clearly seems passionate about it. I guess. But then again, she she rocked up late and, right. you know, is, is struggling with the work. I don't know. Maybe it, she's clearly distracted from it. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of see that that point of view. How it's do you know why thing. she's late? She might have been doing something important. Yeah. Maybe her family is being tra- like tracked down by these weird hit people. <laughs> yeah, I guess Helen didn't really think about that. She didn't think about it. She didn't think the whole way through, did she? <laughs> this, um... if, if this was a scene, Helen would say, "I didn't think," and she and I'd cut her off, and I said, "That's right, you didn't think." <laughs> <laughs> um. But this, yeah, this scene, this dialogue in particular, really hammers in this, uh, this, this thing of uh, Vanya not being special. Yeah, <laughs> she literally really says you, you, you don't have something special. Um, yeah, even in the thing that she's good at. Yeah, this, the, the, well, that would be the roughest thing about it. She's like, Ugh, at home, yeah. I get it. They've all got superpowers <laughs> that I don't. But here, I'm pretty good at violin. <laughs> not that good. Not good enough. Um. Yeah. So then are we then we whether we got a Hazel and Cha Cha right? Um, is That's that the next right. bit? Yes. Yeah, so uh, they recover from the fight with Number Five from the night before at the department store, and a message is sent to them informing them that the failure has resulted in a seven percent reduction in pay for their job. Oh, this is something I want to ask you about. So yeah. they get messages sent, and I can't remember if this is the first one or if there was one in an earlier episode. I feel I there's think definitely this is more the first coming one. up. Maybe this is the first one. So a capsule comes to them in their hotel, cheap motel, rendered by the hour. Uh, you push these tiles back, they hear a bing, and a tube comes through with a note in it. Now, yep. does it, and then they push it back in, the tiles back in, and it's as if it was never there. So my question yeah. is: Is this a magic thing where no matter where they are, there'll be? a tube will find its way there, like a Harry Potter sort of level yeah, magic message? So. Or is there the infrastructure that throughout the whole world, every room has a secret portal to this tube thing? Well, I mean, I don't know. These 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 figures are still very um, very mysterious to me, Hazel and Charge. I don't know who they're working for or, or really what they're doing other than, you know, trying to... Um, Kill five, I guess, and they're working um, for a, a bureau- bureaucratic organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I definitely, it, it, I thought it was weird when that happened in the episode. I thought, oh, they must have just in that motel. They must have just had a a tube put in. Um, right. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, so but I'm that thinking doesn't make much again. sense, does it? No. No. Well, I unless if, I, if place- I questioned it more at the time, then um, yeah, I, I, there's definitely uh, it raises that question of, of do they just have these wherever they go? I don't know. Yeah, I I think maybe you know they're they're we we talked before about or you sort of like um, said how you know from future knowledge that these are time traveling um, assassins. Uh, maybe this maybe they have some sort of a you know warp in the space time continuum, you know, bit of a I don't know Doctor Strange or something like that where. They can just, you know, the tube appears out of, you know, out of nowhere or whatever and yeah. just wherever they are, maybe. It's an interesting decision. Like, in the world, it's it's a bit of fun and, and I guess, but the decision, they could have easily, I guess it's a stylistic choice, basically. They could have easily just had a watch that messages come up on from home base. Yeah. But they've chosen to do this for whatever reason. I guess it's a bit of fun. They've, you know, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, they, there's some retro stuff going on. Vanya typing a book on a typewriter and that sort of stuff. I think they yeah. all- It definitely, the tube thing definitely um, ev- evokes bureaucracy. Yeah, I guess that's what they're going for. That makes sense. Mm. Cool. All right, so they've got that message. Hazel's pissed off. He's already hates uh, the higher-ups for busting his ass sort of stuff. Yeah. This is where I noticed 
that the guy that plays Hazel is the guy that plays Ed Kemper in Mindhunter. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but then there was, yeah, something about his voice. Like, oh, that voice is familiar. He's very um, good. So, there you go. He's good very at playing good sociopaths. Both. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he's so good in, in Mindhunter. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's great in this too. Uh, outside the Academy, we're back to the Academy. Uh, Klaus, or Cla- was it Claus or Klaus? Klaus. Klaus. Yes, he Santa searches class. through a dumpster trying to find the stuff he stole from Sir Reginald's office to appease Pogo. Okay, I don't know if we talked about this in the previous episodes, but he's a drug addict, uh, and he um, it seems like he does that to suppress his ability to see dead people. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't like that that much. So because he's haunted by all these lost souls. Yes. So last, I think ep- we did talk about this. I think we talked about this. Um, the box. Um, that had what did it have in it? Had a. Uh, his dad's diary. Some important book, Sir, yeah. Sir Reginald's, yeah, something like that, um, which he pawned. No, well, he pawned the box. He threw the stuff away in a dumpster and he pawned the box uh, to get some money for drugs. So now he's dumpster diving trying to find um, these things because Pogo uh, had a word with him. Pogo being the chimp butler. Yes, the only character we care about. Yeah. Um, oh, Luther is an ape man. So it's Oh, that's true, yeah, but we don't know that yet. But we do know that Pogo is a chimpanzee. Right. He's not hiding that from anyone. No, it's right there on his um, face. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, and, and, and so, and five uh, uh, leaves. They have a little bit of a something while he's dumpster diving. I don't know. This scene was not much. And so five is going off, and he's going to to stake out the prosthetics lab. Yes, um, because of this eye. Remember the eye, this prosthetic from eye, Meritech prosthetics. Yes, and also from the future, apparently. Yes, well, that's where yeah, he found it in the apocalyptic scene of the future, which yep. is possibly yeah. only eight days away or something like that. Yeah, I'm not keeping track of the days in the show, but I feel like it's, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up quick. Coming. And he's um, the only one so, who's still really taken that seriously. The rest of them still think he's lost it a bit. Yeah. Vanya's off playing violin. Uh, other people are going about their lives. <laughs> um, anyway, he's trying to find out who this eye belongs to still. That's that's just a, a thing that's going on. Um, so he drives to Meritech Prosthetics and starts staking it out. Uh, he takes his... His long-term girlfriend, Dolores, who's a mannequin he just picked up from the shop, who she would yeah. have no knowledge of him because they had a relationship in the future. Now he's come back. Yeah. But she's just going along with it, as mannequins often do. <laughs> yeah, being inanimate yeah. objects. Uh, so he takes her out of the bag and apologizes for keeping her in there for so long. <laughs> See, this is the kind of details that this synopsis is getting into that we just didn't get in previous weeks. Yeah. We probably need to skip some of those details. Yeah, I probably, you know, some this. of those ones I've, I start reading. <laughs> oh, I didn't didn't read, need to do that one. Uh, Lutheran- okay, so he's staking. Yeah, sorry. Yes, Luther and Allison are the, the next bit. They're uh, grappling with um, whether or not their robot mother could have, maybe could have been responsible for, for the death of um, Sir Reggie. Yeah. Um, and they're also, they're feeling a bit guilty themselves, I think, for leaving her there. They all sort of moved out of home, went on and... Got on with their lives, but she uh, just stayed um, with with Pogo and Sir Reggie. Um, you know, worried that maybe she um, wasn't wasn't treated very well and didn't really have anyone around to support her or whatever. Um, and there's also a, this revelation here that Alison, um, so she's divorced, and her we found out in a previous episode that she um, didn't get custody of her daughter. Um, and it says uh, revealed here that she used her power on her daughter. Yes, I think we saw that in a flashback where she said, "I heard a rumor uh, that you went to sleep." So she used uh, her power because her, her daughter wasn't that. was struggling to sleep. So she just 
sort of magicked her to sleep and then they pan out and her husband's standing in the doorway witnessing it and obviously that's a bit of a no-no and I think she said that she hasn't used her power since. Yeah, right. Um, what do you think of the ethics of that? Oh, geez, it would be tempting, I imagine. <laughs> but I, oh, yeah. I guess she knows better than anyone their side effects or is it if if her daughter yeah, needed to sleep, is maybe that's the best thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, that's... That's something that, um, yeah, only Alison probably will ever have to uh, worry about that question. And not yes. again because she lost custody. Um, yes, indeed. So I wonder if that's because we kind of, I'm, I'm kind of used it to, um, anyway, the superpowers being something like a secret thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's not in this case. Everyone kind of knows who these people are. So I imagine this this was decided in a, in a family court situation where they're like, you use your powers and so that's why you can't that's why you don't have custody it sounds like this is sort of more like a bewitch scenario where her husband uh darren just did not want her using a witchcraft at home i want you to do yep. the chores around the house <laughs> and not use magic for some reason yeah why was that i'm not sure i think it was because darren was an asshole all oh, right okay yeah. we'll go into more detail on the bewitched podcast yeah, if we do that that's coming up down the track too long. Um, Almost okay. guaranteed to have had chimps on that show. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, big in the 60s. It was uh, big. So, I think then we go to Vanya, who um, is uh, kind of dejected after that experience, talking to Helen, basically saying uh, she thinks she should give up playing violin. Um, and so, she goes to visit her uh, her dreamy new violin student, uh, Leonard, Leonard. is his name. Yeah, Leonard. She goes to his woodworking shop. Um, and you were, you he- were straight away sus on this guy. Well, I no no. I thought I thought he's a love interest. Yeah, you said he was I a love remember. interest, and you were, he made you a bit nervous. Maybe I can't remember if I was onto him straight away or not. Um, I, but I have been genuinely flip flopping. Yeah, and uh, I'm, they're making us do that. They're making us <laughs> yeah, think yeah. he's dodgy, and then go, oh no, he was giving her flowers. Yeah, uh, they're doing a good job with that yeah. anyway. So he's and he's he's made a a, a wooden sculpture of Vanya. He says, you inspire me. He's like the perfect man. Yeah, but almost, you know, like in a way that's a bit too full on in some Yeah, ways. is he too perfect? But yeah, so, and then we think, I mean, this this one ends. Is it this one or the next one that ends with him pouring out her medicine? And we're like, uh, oh, is he dodgy? Yeah, that's the next episode, I think. Fuck. <laughs> Forget I said <laughs> Not that. Not up to that yet. Um, no, he's still the perfect man. And he asked her out to dinner. Um, but then Allison shows up. This is just out on the street. Uh, they bump into each other, whatever. Um, and uh, Allison, uh, I don't know, just starts to get a little bit suspicious of him. Maybe. Yeah, she definitely. She seems to have a a sense for for something being amiss. Yeah, it's just a bit awkward between the three of them. Um, but uh, she uh hazel is calling basically calling vanya to come back to the house so they can talk about the situation with their mother and what's going on there um we do see uh in the meantime hazel at the donut shop again loves it there he loves that he says is there anything better in this world no they're great donuts are the best um and then uh so they're talking to agnes again and agnes reveals that they uh uh, that the that last detail that she, that she remembers um, about that whole incident uh, where they shot her her donut shop, um, where uh, five had a tattoo, the kid in the donut shop. That's and, right, uh, and which she's is able a weird to thing to remember it. from all of that. She was able to. Draw- I would not remember that. And isn't it a, um, obviously you just go, oh, what was the tattoo of? And she'd say, oh, an umbrella. But she, they go, can you <laughs> yeah. draw it? And then so she slowly draws an umbrella. As if she didn't yeah. know that that was what it was. She's like a uh, semicircle first, then these squiggly bits. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of uh, a stick coming down here, something maybe something like you would hold if this was a physical object. <laughs> but obviously it's not. I don't know what it is. It's just gibberish. The doodle. Uh, anyway, so that's bad news for the Umbrella Academy. Um, but then we go to the, the family um, all gathered together at the Academy. Um, to watch this CCTV footage and work out as a, as a group what they make of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Diego's a bit of an odd one here because he, he decides that um, 
it was, you know, it probably was nothing. She was just, you know, bringing him tea and, and she, she takes off his monocle um, and takes it away just to clean it. Um, there's nothing nothing suspicious going on there. Um, and he reveals to the group that he actually was the one that took Sir Reggie's monocle. He, he's, he's had it this whole time, which we knew because we saw it in the, I think, at one, um, that he had it. Which they were using as like a red herring to make us think that maybe he killed Sir Reggie because yeah. he had the monocle. Um, but no, he he uh, took it from uh, from his mother's things to protect he her. Fought. He's like, because I knew Luther that you would yeah, go. That's right. You would think it meant something, and you'd point your finger at Mum, just like you're yeah. doing now. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is a weird, uh, a surprisingly um, forward-thinking thing <laughs> yeah. to do, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then Vanya has, uh, reminds them that, uh, that she was programmed to protect the family and she'll, she, she says she'll intervene if their life is in danger. Um, right. which then, and then Luther takes that to think that, well, if, 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 if she's faulty, then she could be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and so then there's sort of, sort of like debate about whether, they need to do something about that. Where if if she's basically malfunctioning, put her, put her down yeah. or turn her off. Yeah, and there's a vote that goes to a vote, and it's very split. Uh, it would be yes, even split because because five isn't there because there's four of them there, and um, and uh, the dead guy would vote <laughs> to kill her. I think yeah, but he wouldn't be heard. Yep. So his didn't count, and five wasn't end. there. So that they had a tie. Two apiece, and they said, "Well, we got to wait till five casts his vote." Um, and the one time we see Pogo in this episode is is him looking down on them uh, from above yeah. in this scene at the end of the scene, uh, judging them, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Quietly judging them with his <laughs> chimpy nature, as he does, <laughs> going, "Ah, uh, humans, the lesser apes." Uh, and then there's a bit of a flashback here where um, it, it's basically the summary of this flashback is that they're leaving for a mission, the, the Umbrella Academy, and um, and it's, it's all about Grace being a very caring mother. I think it's yes. just a bit of character development for Grace, um, you know, helping each of them out. And, Helps Dagger um, with his uh, speech. He's struggling with a stutter and she's yep. coaching him through that. She's zipping up someone's jacket. <laughs> yep. Ben's jacket it, stuck. Just everyone's got a little problem <laughs> and she fixes it all in a car. Yeah, like kids scene. running off to school and yeah. getting all their things ready. It's very sweet. Um, and it makes you go, oh, she's the best mom ever. Yes. But um, obviously, apart from my mom. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And then uh, you're not uh, going to stick up for your oh, mom? My, mom? my mom is great too. Yeah, look, mm, she, she runs your a charity. Great she's great too. <laughs> um, Damn by faint praise there, Evan. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, yeah. Her. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, you should reach out, Evan. I should. Um, I think we should stop the podcast now and you should call her. <laughs> um, look, the podcast is nearly over almost. Okay. We'll finish well, this and that, then call her. About halfway, should we get yeah. her in? Uh, call her in. Maybe. Do you, the point of this yes. is that Diego... They're, they're showing that, that Diego especially has a, a special connection yes, with Grace Yes, he's as got well. the closest connection to mum. And he was the one that, well, one of the ones that was opposing doing, it was, he was basically protecting her in that vote. Yeah. Um, but then he goes to her after that and um, and tries to sort of talk openly with her about, tr- tried to get her to open up about um, Sir Reggie. Uh, you know, tries to get her to talk about how she was treated and how she really feels, um, but doesn't really get anywhere with her. She's she's just no, it's fine, everything's fine. Yeah, she's everything's fine. She's like, I, I don't need a room. I, I look at the great views I've got. All these different paintings. Yeah. <coughs> um, and he's like, they're so- just paintings. And she's like, yeah, they're nice, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ba 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 What else is going on? So five tracks down the uh, pro- prosthesis. Is that Lance the guy pro- finds? He's not the guy f- who they fake fight in front of him. And- no, I think it is. I think it's the same guy. Yeah, it's weird. So he it turns out he's a bit dodgy, and he's got he's sort of manufacturing dodgy eyes as well. Yes, um, that's correct. I think we haven't gotten to. We that haven't yet, gotten but- to that yet, but we will. 
that that that's definitely true. Um, and also in the meantime, this is this is where things go uh, turn up a notch in this episode. Hazel and Cha Cha because of this, I guess because of this clue of the umbrella tattoo, they uh, they track down the academy and they break in. And the interesting thing here is they don't know who they're missing with, apparently. They don't know who the Umbrella Academy is. They don't know who these people are. They're just looking for this kid. Yes. Yeah, you'd think Um, when the Umbrella Academy tattoo was revealed, they'd be like, oh, shit, it's the Umbrella Academy. But they were just like, huh, what does this mean? I get, which I think is, well, to me anyway, is just more of an indication that they're they're not from here. They're from another time or place or whatever. Um, they don't know who these people are. They're, they're just on a mission to to get the boy. Um, number five. But uh, but they fare surprisingly well in this because because the 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 bloody Umbrella Academy are there. Yeah. Or at least four four of them are. Yeah. Number I five's think? not there. The one they're after. So Klaus Klaus is un- is there, but he's unaware. He's at a bath. Yeah. He's in the bath, <laughs> yeah. and then and we sort of see again that the as he's sobering up. Um, the dead people are sort of haunting him in a pretty yep. full-on also horror movie kind of way. So he yeah, puts yeah. on some music uh, to block him out and then he's unaware for the rest of the fight. <laughs> yeah, even there's a lot of gunfire, gun, gunshots going off. So it's Allison, Diego, Luther. They're the three yeah. that are Vanya's fighting there, against. there, but um, she's sort of just out of the way. Well, she's nothing special. That's, that's a good she point. Do? She's extraordinary. <laughs> um, and uh, Cinnamon by Nina Simone plays throughout this fight, which is a great song. Another great song. song. She's a. So yeah, the, the song selections are always really good in this show, I found. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a big fight. And, and uh, Cha Cha or Hazel, the, the man uh, hit guy. Hazel, yes. Hazel, him and Luther really go toe to toe, and it's just like a heavyweight superhero battle. Yeah. It's like uh, two mini Hulks going at it. And uh, they seem like they're pretty evenly matched, which sort of, and I didn't, don't think I picked up on this first time around, but it's like, he's got to, uh, he's got to be some sort of a superhero too. Like you said, maybe they were born at that same time, like you thought, or they're otherworldly in another way or something. Yeah. That little hint that they were after one of their own was, was something that I was um, going off there, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe they are some sort of, They don't seem, in any other scenes, they don't seem to have any superpowers. No. They just seem to be, you know, competent assassins. But in this, it's it's surprising how they, um, yeah, they go toe-to-toe with, with three people with superpowers. Yeah. And um, uh, having said that, Alison doesn't use hers. No, but she, um, I guess she, she seems to be a very accomplished fighter all the same. Yeah, yeah. She gives them a run for their money. Yeah. Um, and uh, Diego has, I don't know, He, I think he underperforms in this fight. He does get someone with a knife, but it's nothing too crazy. Yeah, um, it's a flesh wound. And, yeah, pretty evenly matched. Uh, and it kind of ends with Cha-Cha uh, dropping a chandelier on Luther, which rips his clothes. And this is kind of the first time that we see him, like he, his sort of bare torso uh, or more monkey torso. Uh, Should I, I would no. say ape. That's definitely yeah, a gorilla okay. chest. See my not vest. There anyway. See my vest made from real gorilla <laughs> chest. Um, but yes, very hairy and very um, gorilla-like. Yeah. Um, and also, it's, it seems that this is the first time that uh, Allison and Vanya have seen this as well. Yeah, everyone else is shocked, and he's a bit embarrassed by it when it when his body's revealed, and he um, slinks off to his room without saying anything. Uh, all through this fight as well. Grace is just there humming along, working on a cross stitch um, and does nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, she seems entirely unaware as well. Yeah. And uh, and, and and Diego goes up to her after the fight because he's like, oh, Grace, she's here. What? I hope she's okay because they've shot up the whole body mansion um, and uh, and notices that she's just completely unaware and um and she even she's doing the cross stitch and she she threads the needle through her hand yeah multiple times notice. and um and that's uh that's where he sort of he, he puts her down yeah he's like uh, yeah that's when he realizes yeah maybe it's time and he yeah, he opens her arm up and sort of fiddles with her wiring and that puts her to sleep and her last word is diego i think <laughs> 
remember remember nothing particularly earth shattering yeah interesting so um uh yeah interesting that that i guess she she was just faulty i suppose yeah well it's not clear really is it but it just seems like maybe yeah something's not quite right anyway Especially because they talk about just a, a few scenes ago talking about how, like, making a point to say that she is programmed to protect them yes. if they're in danger. That's right. And then, and then, clearly, you know, later on, she's she just is completely uh, unaware of it entirely. But maybe is there something? And I haven't really thought about this till now. But you know, her the her inventor just died a week ago. Is it maybe he main does maintenance on her when he was alive? and Now he's dead. Maybe some yeah. of that upkeep's not happening, so that's why she's not quite functioning at opt- optimal levels. Yeah, she just needs a service. Maybe. Um, or it's just like robot Alzheimer's. She's just getting old. Okay, yeah. It could be it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll... I'm, I'm sure this will all sort of uh, come back at some point uh, with a bit more explanation. Um, and then uh, also in this, the aftermath of this fight, um, Diego says that Vanya... Uh, he, he sort of gets angry at her for for sticking around during the fight, yeah. Um, because she's she has no she's not special as you know keeps hammering. He calls her a liability. Yes, um, but not even, even to Allison. her. He says that to Allison in front of her. She's a liability. Yeah. It's like, oh man. But then Allison right says here, to bro. her, "She's like you. You're not like us or whatever." Yeah. Anyway, hammering in that point. Um, which pretty much drives her out. back to into Leonard's arms. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, on their way out, Hazel and Cha-Cha uh, have captured Klaus. Yeah, that's the reveal uh, right his, at the uh, end. In his, in his bathrobe or whatever. Um, so, and that's, yeah, that's that's where the episode ends with um, uh, Klaus uh, tied up, yeah, in a motel um, with Hazel and Cha-Cha for them to... Uh, have their way with it. Well, no, get information out of him, I think, is what they're doing. Yeah, that's right. That's, I mean, we both just watched the next episode. That's what I think maybe <laughs> recording two at a, at a time is tricky for my small brain because I keep blurring <laughs> the two episodes together. We might have to start doing them one at a time. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, but yeah, no, that's why I've been taking dot point notes because it just oh, uh, totally goes um, out of my head into a blur. Yeah, so I mean, I really like this episode. Uh, we normally we have been giving them a banana score. You, uh, what do you think of this one? How many how many bananas do you rate it? Um. Uh, good question. I think probably the same as last one, which I think was four out of five bananas. Yep. It's pretty good. Things are happening. I like uh, donuts, and I like yeah. that. Um, like the the, the guys from Mind Hunter. That was a nice little... He's you know. so good. I think he's great. I love all the actors, all the characters. I just think it's so good. I'm loving it a lot. And I think it's getting better with each episode too. Yeah, right. And it's what would you started give it then? strong. Um, I can't remember what I said last time, so I might contradict myself here. <laughs> but I normally go out of a bunch of seven. Uh, I'm going to say episode three is... Uh, this is like a six point... No, hang on. This is like a 5.7 banana <laughs> episode. Good. I feel like you gave the last one five, but I can't remember. Okay, 5.2 banana episode. <laughs> Edging it up. Got ruined a move. Yep. Uh, we haven't had any feedback. I put a four, I finally put the form up. I said I was going to do it on the first <laughs> episode. I did put it up. No one's used it yet. Why did I oh, spend no. that 10 minutes... <laughs> three minutes putting it together but anyway if you do have any thoughts about the show at all if you've got any questions for me or evan about this show or um apes monkeys anything in general feel free yeah. to drop us a line and we'll answer some questions at the end of the episodes if anyone takes the time people are listening i wasn't sure because yeah. we've had a bit of a break and then <laughs> the more people downloaded uh last week's episodes than our 100th episode which surprised me wow so people are back on board which is nice but if you want to drop us a line please do and we'll answer your questions it can be about anything really umbrella academy would be ideal season one (laughs) and then you know then ideally about episode three don't ask us anything about uh later episodes because oh no i bet the spoilers ask us about it i'll just save those questions for those episodes you see okay 
Yeah, because Matt has already seen them, so they're not spoilers for him. No, that's right. But spoilers I, for me. I won't, I've also got it so they can tick the box for which episode they're talking about, and I'll just ah. um, sort it appropriately See, that's and, and only read it. You did it. put work into that. I did put work in. It probably did take me you 10 minutes. S- <laughs> I shouldn't undersell it. Yeah, you were underselling it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. Well, I guess that's about all the time we have here today at Primates. Um, do drop us a line. Uh, Evan, people can see your pretty face at gamygame.com. There's a link. Uh, yeah, that's right. There's a link to that. I had to think sh- about it for a second. Who notes? Uh, there's uh, <laughs> hundreds of episodes of that game. Fun, fun game. I'm also, I'm also, uh, I've started streaming on Twitch. Oh, right. Cool. Which I hadn't been doing before, but I'm just doing a thing on, on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh just just chatting about the the week in sort of gaming news, and I might play a few games on there. So, and what's your handle or whatever? Uh I think I'm. I know Mark Bonanno, sh- something like pretty polite gamer or something. A very polite gamer, yeah. That's all I know. Um, so I know that you got to have one of those just to give you context. Well, I mean, you got to why, have. That's probably all social media. I'm, I don't um, know why I yeah, felt I'm... like I needed to explain. <laughs> I'm not like a Twitch guy who knows everything. I just I know Mark Bonanno <laughs> does that. <laughs> Uh, I am uh, stupid old Evan on Twitch. Cool, and I'll so you can go f- find me there. Uh, if you send me a link, I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, great, thanks. And yeah, I I can't even I put some of your links in the show notes. Send me any links you want <laughs> to, and I'll put okay. them in the show notes. And mine are in there as well for social media and whatnot. Follow us on there. Talk to us. We're lonely. It's yeah. in lockdown here in Melbourne. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Primates and Evan, as we always say here at Primates Podcast. <laughs> You know, you don't have to have superpowers to be a special person. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) Remember that. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.